like they're they're unconscious on the floor, bleeding profusely. Like standing over them, just saying, "I'm really sorry," and going through the other steps, not going to be helpful. <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey everyone. Hey everybody. So this is an episode I'm really excited about recording. Uh, again. again, yeah. We just we just had another one of those moments where we forgot to hit record, but shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <clears throat> That's what it is when you're when you're consummate professionals like us. We do have these moments. We are human too. Who knew? Um, so yes, I'm really excited and and in some respects, getting to do it a second time round, it kind of, I kind of feel like we're going to be able to go a little bit deeper with it because this is one of those episodes I'm super excited about sharing because we often get people saying to me like, well, how do you make an apology? What does an apology really look like? And that's the reason that we're doing today's episode, how to apologize and why sorry is never, uh, isn't enough because we want to be able to give you like a step-by-step. If you've made an error, if you've done something wrong, if you've made a mistake and you want to apologize to somebody, we want to be able to literally give you the step-by-step as you go through this so that you don't have to worry about thinking about, well, how do I do this right? We're literally going to give it to you right today. Um, So, um, and this also, the other thing I love about this is this was actually an episode that was requested from one of our community members. Uh, Somebody said that uh, I actually was having a conversation with somebody about apologies and I said a few things. She was like, oh my goodness, I can you do a podcast on that? And I'm like, sure, absolutely. So here we are. So at the end of the last episode, we said that sorry isn't the end of an apology. It is just the beginning. And in this episode, we're going to speak a little bit to why. The thing is, is that what happens after an apology either strips it of meaning or it gives it meaning. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is that if after an apology, somebody doesn't put any effort into ensuring the situation won't happen again, into learning, growing, demonstrating that they are sorry enough to change their behavior to prevent further harm, it strips the apology of any meaning because you're obviously not sorry enough. You don't feel bad enough about what has happened to want to change it, to want to ensure it doesn't happen again in the future. And on the flip side, if someone does make the effort to make amends, to learn, to better, and they're demonstrating through that that the apology is genuine and sincere, they are showing by their behavior, I feel bad about this and I don't want to do this again. And so I'm going to do these things to ensure that that doesn't happen. So uh, we talked a lot about the the things that me, that will lead to an apology doing harm, which are often the things that like, this is what an apology isn't. So let's go through just a few of these. And then I'm going to tell you what, uh, remind you again, what an apology is. So an apology isn't just saying sorry. We've covered that. I think we're clear on that. Saying sorry is not enough. <laughs> like we've made... One, one more time. Right. <laughs> one more time. Uh, okay. Just saying sorry, not an apology. Okay. We clear on that? We good? Good. Awesome. Done. 
So the other thing is that um, often apologies are used to try to make the person who's apologizing to feel better rather than to address the impact of the person harmed. That's not an apology. It's about you, not about the other person. And it, an apology is about about the other person and the, the things that we've done to harm them and impact their needs and what we're doing about that. Uh, a lot of the time I hear people saying, oh, I just wish I could take that back or I want to take that back. And it's like, you can't take it back. Once you've said something or you've done something, it's done. It's out there. You cannot take it back. So taking it back, not part of an apology. Just saying. Uh, an apology is also not an explanation or a justification. It is not a question about whether the incident happened. Like if doesn't really show up in apology. That, not if. Uh, it's not a way to make the apologizer feel better. It is not a way to avoid doing better in the future. Like, oh, if I say sorry, that will be the end of it and I don't have to worry about this again. Um, it's not a way to save your own ass. It's not about intent. It is about impact and is not a place to speak about the person you're apologizing to's actions or behaviors or the part that you perceive they played in the process or the situation. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later, but I just wanted to make a little note of it right now. So what is an apology? Now, we gave you this definition last time. We will. This is not going to be the last time you hear it, I am sure. So an apology is acknowledging, addressing, and making amends for the needs that have been negatively impacted by a behavior, choice, or action, and a commitment to doing everything possible to avoid it being repeated in the future. One more time. An apology is acknowledging addressing and making amends for the needs that have been negatively impacted by a behavior choice or action and a commitment to, to doing everything possible to avoid it being repeated in the future. So Claire has gone over what an apology is not and the definition of an apology. So I know what you're all waiting for and that is how to actually give an effective apology and what that consists of. Right. And now there are six key steps to an effective apology. And what I want to mention here is these are steps. They have to be done, all of them. You can't pick and choose a couple of them. It's not a few. It's a process. And you need to go through the entire process mm -hmm. for the apology to be effective. Right. And the first step is to act to avert further harm. Right. So the first thing you need to do in a situation like this, it's basically damage control. Yeah. Your first priority needs to be to act fast and deal with anything that's urgent, critical, or time sensitive that needs to be addressed to avoid the situation from getting worse. Yeah. So kind of an extreme example is if somebody needs medical attention or something urgently needs to be addressed to mitigate further damage. So if somebody's bleeding, you need to stop the bleeding yeah. before you apologize to yeah. them. It's like they're, they're unconscious on the floor, bleeding profusely, like standing over them, just saying, I'm really sorry. And going through the other steps, not going to be helpful. <laughs> like, let's deal with the immediate emergency first. Stop things from getting worse. Then we can move on. <laughs> and probably this example aside, yeah. you can't give a brief apology while you're focusing on this step you don't yeah. want them to think that you're completely disregarding the fact that the, an apology is necessary right but you need to address what is first and foremost which is making sure it doesn't get worse yeah because if somebody is bleeding because of something you did and you apologize and let them bleed further you're going to need to do more apologizing. Right. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. make it a little easier for yourself. Right. Um, but at your, your focus at this point is pervert. Yeah. Your focus at this point is preventing further harm. Mm -hmm. It's important to communicate that with the other person so they are aware that you are aware an apology is necessary. Right. So ways to do this, you can say that you're sorry that they're, for the issue they're experiencing 
you can say you're sorry for the issue they're experiencing, yeah. that you'll be happy to deal with whatever happened and what needs to be done and to rectify it later. Yeah. But that right now your only priority is doing what's necessary to make sure that the situation doesn't get any worse for them. Absolutely. So the second step in an effective apology is acknowledge. So we've spoken about acknowledgement lots before on this show. Um, and that's because acknowledgement is one of the needs that sits in the trunk of our universal needs tree. It's part of our intrinsic needs um, that relates to our internal well-being. So we want to acknowledge as part of our apology. So the second step is to acknowledge, one, what you did or didn't do, and two, the impact that it had on the other person. Now, I want to note right now, this is not about apologizing for how the other person feels, how they've interpreted what happened. It's not explaining or justifying what you did. It's not focusing on your intention. This is only about you completely owning your actions and behaviors, apologizing for what you specifically did or didn't do, and acknowledging the ways that those actions and behaviors impacted the other person. You need to understand show that you understand what the issue was, why it was an issue, and that you are taking full responsibility for the part you played in that issue. Now, you can apologize for the impact it had, but in order for that to be effective, you got to show that you understand what impact it had and why that was a problem. So this is all about acknowledging what the issue was and your part in that process. After you acknowledge, the next step is to address what happened, which normally it normally involves rectifying the initial issue and making it right, making right what originally went wrong. Right. And the thing about it is, is that a lot of people sometimes get a little bit confused about what make that what the addressing actually is. But let me give you an example. So if we're talking about a, a business that was meant to send you something by a specific date, um, or that that uh, the business that was meant to send you by, something by a specific date, them sending you the thing they were meant to send you in the first place is addressing the issue. Now, it doesn't address the fact that it wasn't there by the date. We will get to that in just a minute. But the initial thing is we were meant to send you this thing. We haven't sent you this thing. Addressing it is sending the thing that you were meant to send. The next step, the fourth step, is about making amends. So this is about making amends to the impact for the impact that this incident had on the other person. Now, this is not about correcting the original issue. This is about making amends for the impact for the fact that the original issue happened. So let's go back to the example of the business that's meant to send you something. So them sending you the thing it's just addressing what was meant to happen in the first place. It's not making amends for the fact that it wasn't there when it was meant to be and that you probably had to follow up with them in order to get what it was that they were meant to be doing in the first place. So making amends is, the, is addressing the impact for the original issue, the fact that the original issue took place. And the other thing is that the amends need to be proportional to the negative impact to the other person's needs. So for example, there's a lot of businesses where if they've um, had a, um, a customer who's had a bad experience, they might give them a discount coupon for uh, another a, a future purchase. Now, if their behavior and their actions have cost you money, if, for example, they were meant to install uh, a washing machine for you, for example, and how they installed the washing machine meant that it flooded and it meant that it completely damaged all of the, the flooring in that room, then them offering a discount code when their actions cost you money a discount coupon that's going to mean you need to spend more money with them in order to benefit from it, 
that's not enough to address the negative impact to the customer's needs. So you want to make sure that things are proportional to what actually happened. And one of the most effective ways of doing this is to identify which of their 12 universal needs have been impacted by your actions and see what you can do to meet those needs in how you approach me, uh, making amends. And in the context of that, I'm going to say very rarely is it just one. Normally there are multiple universal needs that get impacted and affected and you want to be hitting each and every one of those in how you meet, make amends if you can do so. And one thing I want to jump in with here is, um, Claire, when we first started talking about apologies years ago, um, this is going to be a lot easier for people who are watching us, our Patreon viewers who are watch us, watching us on video, but if you're, you have a baseline and your baseline is where you're at. And something happened. So the reason that the reason Serena's saying it's going to be easier if you're on the Patreon is because she's using her hands to demonstrate something. So if you're listening to the audio, like it's not something that just because you're watching on Patreon, you're going to get. She's showing you something on the video. That's why she's saying that right now. My hand is a baseline. So right. I visualize my hand in the air. <laughs> and when you when you make a mistake, when something's not done or something's done that does harm, yeah, it puts one person's at the baseline the other person's way below the baseline. Yeah. You acknowledge it and you make, address it. You address it. You're here. That's that back up to the baseline again. It's back yeah. up to the baseline. You actually haven't really done anything. You need to go up here and you need to actually make the amends. Actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm I'm going to um, I'm going to adjust what I just said and your example just slightly in the sense that what happens is if the, you're at a baseline of having your needs met and you do something that's negatively impacted the other person, you go down here. By addressing it, you actually bring them here. They're not back up to the baseline again because their needs have been affected by the fact that the thing happened in the first place, which is why you need to do more to make amends to bring them back up to that baseline again. Um, and it's only as you were explaining that, I'm like, no, you don't need to go up here. You need to, you need to recognize that addressing it doesn't get them back to the baseline again. It gets them a little bit underneath it. You need to go that little bit further to make amends to get them back up to that baseline again. You are correct because we go up going further. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the fifth step is avoid repeating. Yeah. And that's part of getting it up above that baseline. You need to do whatever is necessary to avoid repeating the same situation again and communicate to the other person what you're doing to ensure this. Right. And what this includes is making sure that you under understand every aspect of what is what went wrong yeah. by undertaking any learning process or training necessary to do better next time and by putting things into place to ensure the same mistake will not be made again. And I just want to jump in quickly here with uh, with this is to recognize is that sometimes understanding what went wrong and undertaking the learning is not necessarily something that happens with the other person. So it can be, it may be that if you're close and you've got a very good relationship that you can speak to the other person and say, hey, look, um, here's what I understand. You have to demonstrate that you're putting some thought into it, that you're trying to understand, that you've made the effort to try and figure it out. Go, hey, this is what I, this is what I'm getting. This is what I can see. Is there anything I'm missing? Is there anything more that I that you would like me to understand so I can I, I can do better in the future? But there are some situations where actually you're not going to get that from the other person because you've already negatively impacted the, the other person. To expect them to educate you on how to not do it again in the future, especially 
especially if there are privileged dynamics at place. Like this is one of those places where you do not want to be asking for more and them to educate you to help you understand how you've harmed them. Google is your friend. YouTube is your friend. TikTok is your friend. There are places you can go to learn how to do these things better. If it's about communication, yeah, one of those little phones that you have in your pocket um, that can help you to um, to um, to understand better how what the situation has happened how to do these things better they're like how how to communicate better how to have a better relationship how to be a better friend there are an abundance of different options out there for ways that you can learn about this and just so you're going to be mindful about the situation like do you have the relationship where it's appropriate within the context if, like with me and Serena I'd be happy to ask that question because we've put a lot of energy into us uh, into each other into the relationship we've invested a lot and therefore I believe that she would be okay with helping me to understand a situation better and it wouldn't negatively impact her to do so in fact because of the dynamic between the two of us it would probably help our relationship for her to do so on the flip side, there are other people where I'd be like, okay, I realize I've screwed up. I need to go and learn better. It happened when I first started understanding about privilege, especially around my, my race. I went and took courses to understand as a white woman, what do I need to know? What do I need to learn? What am I not understanding? And I'm paying people to teach me about that so that I'm not putting that, that burden and that labor on somebody who I've done harm to. And I also just want to make a note, as you said it, she's paying people <coughs> from that Area, marginalized group. marginalized yes. group yeah so i think that's really important to make sure that you're not learning about your white privilege from a white man <laughs> well and actually interestingly enough the the first course i did was was very interestingly structured and the reason that i did it and i'm only bringing this up because you've mentioned that is that um is that it was there were uh, there was a um a committee of uh black women and i think there were were some I think I think they were all black women. I was gonna. I wasn't a hundred. I'm not hundred percent sure uh, about all the pronouns um, and how they identified. I believe they were all black women. They were the experts, and what they what was happening is in the course they were paid as the experts. There was a white woman who was a who was the facilitator. That meant that she was the one that acted as a buffer because they were helping her to understand. She was paying them and, and what have you for them to um, to understand how to what it meant was that she was facilitating so us ignorant people who are making mistakes left right and center they weren't getting harmed all of the time by being exposed to that but they were the ones who were setting the curriculum they were helping her to make sure that she was effectively facilitated so they were being paid as the experts she was being paid a much lower rate as the facilitator for that program but she was also someone who'd done enough of her work and that that structure happened it came from them these were people who were experts in education in this field and they said that's how they wanted it to be done which is what she didn't put herself in that place they asked her to do that to make it e easier and possible for them to be able to support this transition in this education without them getting impacted in the process so there are other ways of it looking but ultimately you want to be paying those people who are marginalized as the experts definitely and another um, aspect is to that we not only need this to happen but it needs to be communicated with the other person. Mm -hmm. So you need to explain what you've learned and how you'll learn more. You need to explain the steps which you're going to take to ensure that it's not going to happen again. Yeah. And you need to explain how they or others, if it was a group situation, or just other people who may find themselves in that situation, will experience this in the future. And actually going through this communication process, I mean, Apologies are a commutative process if it's not going to do further harm mm -hmm. to somebody. 
you need to tell them, I am working on this, I am doing this, so that they know, so that they're not creating their own dialogue, like, oh, I wonder if this is going to happen again. You could be doing all of this work in the background, but if they don't know it, they're still worried you're going to impact them again. They're mm -hmm. still, you know, they might be hesitant to go into situations with you. They may be creating a dialogue in their mind because you haven't let them into what's actually happening. Right, and it's about communicating it for them. Like, it's yes. that, that's why you're doing it. It's like, I'm communicating this. Like, I just want you to know that this is something I'm working on because I don't want to negatively impact you again in the future. I don't want this to affect you again in the future. It's not something you're doing as a performance to try to look good. It's, it's not, not for the cookies. Yeah, exactly. It's not for the cookies. It's not, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not telling, I'm telling you I'm doing all this stuff so that I look great. I'm telling you all this stuff because I don't want you to be concerned about the fact that it's going to happen again. And then when you communicate that, and obviously you need to communicate it in the way that works for the person that you're speaking to. If I'm speaking to Serena about this, I'm probably going to be a little bit more verbose. We can have more of a conversation about it. There are other friends who I'd be like, I just need to be like, hey, just so you know, um, I understand I've, I'm learning, I've, I'm doing this course or I've done this thing. Um, I'm doing what I, uh, I'm, I'm doing everything in my power to ensure that this is not going to happen again in the future. Here are some of the things I'm going to do. Like it may be as simple as that. Like just so you know, I'm working on this and it's something that I'm, I'm paying somebody else to help me with. Or <clears throat> I've been going and learning about this on, on, on YouTube so I can learn how to communicate better with you in the future. It could be as simple as that. So you want to do it in, in that right way, in, in that way that works for them. And now I've completely forgotten what the original point was I was about to make. <laughs> I was, I, I kind of went on a little side, um, uh, side issue there. Um, what did you say before that? Um. Oh, about communicating. You want to communicate with them yes. so that they're, they're, they're um, that they can like calm like the calm the vigilance down because that's the thing is that when when something like that happens this kind of vigilance shield goes up of, of um concern about i want to uh, my goodness like it could happen again and by communicating with them and telling them this is what you're doing what it allows that 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 vigilance to drop just a little bit and then when they see you demonstratively dem dem demonstrably oh my goodness demonstrating it demonstrating that's not the word there's a word there I, is a like, word. I like i neither, like neither of us are finding it right now so they're like demonstrating yeah communicative we're having the we're having an issue with the words today aren't we when you see somebody when you they see you demonstrating that you are making the effort to ensure that this doesn't happen again then that that those those shields come down a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more so that they can relax a bit, and be more uh, feel safer in your presence and the thing is there's lots of tools for you to help do to help you do that I mean Serena pulled the phone up before like we have a little computer in our pocket you can put set reminders you can put things in your calendar uh, it may be that the thing that you did that impacted somebody was you forgot their birthday it may be that you forgot that they had um, a surgery that was coming up um, and that you put a note in your calendar to remind you to connect with them and to, to, to prompt you to do the thing that's gonna um, prevent further harm in the future. So it's like, use these tools and there's apps for everything. There's apps to prompt you to communicate with people. There's apps to help you learn uh, and understand better how to do, how to be a better partner, how to, uh, how to have better relationships. There are all of these different apps. Use the tools at your disposal to be able to support you in ensuring these things won't happen again. Yes, you wanna be mindful, you wanna be thinking about it, and you wanna use that, I don't wanna do this again, I don't wanna feel this again, because it, it feels bad for me to have impacted somebody else this way. Use that as a motivation to think, but there's all these things that we've got around us that will help support us with this at the moment. You're not alone in your apology process. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
So the sixth and final step is to check in with the other person. You want to see how they're feeling. You want to see if there's anything that's been missed, anything that hasn't been understood. You want to see if there's anything else they need. You want to see if there's anything that can be done to make the situation right or anything that can can be done to rebuild the relationship and repair the damage done. Because when something happens like this in a relationship, it creates this little fissures, these little cracks in our relationship. We want to make sure that we're repairing that so that it's solid again. Because if it doesn't, we get a crack here and then the next thing happens is another crack and the next thing happens another crack and it can end up breaking the relationship where it takes far more effort and energy to repair it and heal it again so that's what we want to be doing with this you want to let them tell you if there's anything else they need or want to make the situation right so there's a number of different ways that you can do this a number of different questions that you can ask so you could just ask is there anything more i can do is there anything else that would help to heal this right now is there anything that would make this better in the future or anything more that would make this better in the future than the things you've already told them about? How are you feeling right now? You can just check in with them and see where they are. Now, the thing is, a lot of people are afraid of doing this because they're afraid that people are going to ask for something that they're not willing or able to give. But the thing is, asking gives you more information as to where the other person is at. And it also gives you some information about how you're doing with resolving and addressing the situation. The thing is, if the request is not possible or reasonable, it's okay to say to somebody, I would love to do that for you right now, but unfortunately I don't have the capacity. And then come up with an offer of something alternative that you can do um, to help close the gap between where the relationship is and where you want it to be. So just because you can't do the thing that they've asked you for, if you can, great. But if you can't do the thing they've asked you for, you can offer something else just to keep moving that moving those um, that relationship closer together again. Something I wanna mention on this six, sixth step is you are going to the other person asking you know what you can do and trying to make amends i want to say if you don't think that the other person knows they deserve apology if you know you did something wrong you're like i think i can get away with this one like that i don't think i actually have to apologize they don't they don't seem to be bothered by it Mm -hmm. like i feel that's something that most people can relate to because it can't it can be uncomfortable in most situations to be like, oh, I have to apologize. Oh, I have to, you know, oh, you almost feel bad about yourself and you're like, oh, oh, what all the things that it could be. But when you own it and you go to somebody who doesn't even know they needed an apology, mm-hmm. it makes it, it meets both of your needs in so many ways because you're being, you're being um, authentic with yourself because you you know that something's not right yeah and And you're being in integrity you're you're saying i this is how i want to show up in the world i'm being in integrity with the person i want to be and i'm worthy of being that person of showing up as that person in the world and although they may not have realized the other person may not have realized they needed or wanted or deserved an apology they will eventually it will come back up and it will compound and it will lead you know the next time a situation happens they may have forgotten all about it but since it hadn't been cleared it hadn't been addressed these steps to the apology didn't happen Mm -hmm. all of a sudden six weeks down the road it comes they're like oh oh wait a minute this feels familiar or there's a hesitation or they don't share something or they don't want to hang out they're not they're not as 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 keen to hang out as they would have been previously there's something there's some remnant of it hanging hanging around and that could be conscious or unconscious, unconscious. Yeah. so you might not even they still may not realize it but they're yeah. like because mm. <laughs> those feelings don't go away if they're not cleared right now we said there were six steps in the in the process of an apology 
but I've got a bonus step. <laughs> so we're going to make it seven because I think this is a really, really important step. I agree. And that is to go above and beyond. What going, going above and beyond in an apology takes the relationship from a good to an extraordinary relationship. Yeah. And this seven option is a bonus step that you can take, but I'm going to change that a little bit. The seventh <laughs> step is a bonus step you should take. Well, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweak that even further because we don't like using the the s word, the should word, if we don't have to. I'm gonna say that in most situations, for the kind of relationship you want, the be- the seventh bonus optional option is is a step you're gonna want to take. And that's the key. You're gonna want to have the kind of relationships that come when you take this final step. Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once you've done the minimum, once you've done the minimum required to effectively address the situation, and the minimum required is steps one through six, yep. and that's one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six. Just to make sure you know, you cannot skip steps in the apology, right? <laughs> to really begin to damage that. Uh, to repair the damage. I was going to say, let's not damage it, but it's already been damaged. Let's repair it. Let's fix it. I'm working backwards now. So to really begin to repair the damage that's been done and build that relationship, you want to go above and beyond. You want to go further to offer more, to meet more needs. And this is what's going to take the relationship to the next level and creates an entirely different quality of relationship. Yeah. And what this can also look like is putting an ongoing focus on rebuilding the trust with the other person by continuing to cultivate the relationship through showing up and consist showing up consistently after the fact. Yeah. So it's checking in, it's providing updates, it's continue to meet needs in how you deal with them in the future, continuing to meet needs in how you deal with them in the future. So you're continually continuing continuously continually and continuously meeting needs <laughs> what she said <laughs> well and the thing is that with that I, I do think it's important to say here that with making amends when we talk about making amends and meeting needs in that context and we talk about going above and beyond and meeting no needs in that context we are not saying that it is your responsibility to meet somebody else's needs no. for them we're not saying that um that you're doing this because the other person can't meet those needs for themselves When we're talking about making amends, we're talking about supporting somebody else's needs because you have negatively impacted them. Someone can still get those needs met without you needing to do anything. That's not because it's not how you want to do it because it's going to be better for you, for them and the relationship if you put the energy and effort into making amends. By not making the amends and making them do it themselves, you're basically saying, I'm not willing to put the effort in to make things right when when I've screwed up and I've caused a problem. And that's going to naturally mean that your relationship will move apart. So it's something that while someone can do that, it is not good for the relationship. It's not good for either person because it puts more labor on them that they should never have to do. And it means that you're also not showing up in integrity in making right the things that you, the mistakes that you've made. So that's the first thing is that you, you want to make sure um, that when it, we're talking about making amends, that you're not saying, oh, I'm taking responsibility for meeting your needs because you can't meet them for, the, for yourselves. I'm making right what I what I screwed up, basically. That's what we're saying in the making amends. And when we talk about the going above and beyond, again, I'm not doing this because this person can't do it for themselves. I'm not taking responsibility for their needs and saying, oh, it's my job to meet their needs. What I'm saying is 
I want to have a close relationship with you. And I want, when I take care of my own needs, I have the capacity to, to contribute and give to others as well. And part of me putting effort into this other person and effort into the relationship is it looks like it ends up looking like me meeting their needs. It's, it's not like, oh God, I've got to take care of your needs because you can't do it for yourself. It's me saying, I want to put effort into you. I want to put effort into this relationship because that's what's going to cultivate the kind of closeness of relationship that I want. I'll do this for Serena. Serena will do this for me. We'll go above and beyond for each other. But I know I'm not doing that because she can't do it for herself. And I know that she's not expecting or dependent on me doing them for her. It's just that once my needs are taken care of, by showing that care and putting that effort into her into the relationship that's what brings the closeness along with all of these other things that we talk about i'm bringing my hands back for this one okay uh we got <laughs> our hands back we got our baseline yep. so we're we're at that middle level where we've you know we've done the first few steps in the process so you know we're we're both on the same plane we've field. made we've, we've addressed the issue we've made amends and so now we're now we're together on the baseline yeah we're on the baseline Take that extra step and bring it up there and go that extra mile. That's going to make that apology that much more meaningful. That's going to make your relationship that much more stronger. That's going to make your connection that much better. And it's going to also resonate with the person because you didn't necessarily have to. But you but wanted you want to. to. Yeah. Because you it, it means something to you. Yeah. And it's that whole thing of like... if. It's interesting because relationships are like, it's funny, we use the tree as the example for the individual, but a relationship is like a plant as well. If you don't cultivate it, if you don't put, nourish it, if you don't put energy and effort into it, it's not going to thrive. And so many people just expect relationships just to happen. Like, oh, if I find the right person to be in friendship with or the right person to be in a relationship, it's just going to happen. As someone who worked as a relationship specialist for years and years and years, that is not true. If you want a relationship to be fulfilling whether whatever kind of relationship it is you need to put energy and effort into that relationship and that energy and effort that you put in is and it will end up meeting somebody's needs that's what that's how it works and that's all we're talking about here is going above and beyond and the going above and beyond in this situation is also to heal some of the trust that may have been affected by the fact that this mistake or this incident happened so what we want to do is we want to we want to heal the bond and then we want to grow the bond above and beyond so little note here in order for an apology to be effective at no part during this process, do you focus or speak about the other person's actions or behaviors or the part that you perceive that they played in this process? Now, I'm not saying that you don't talk about this. We've already spoken about this in episode number 14, like how screw-ups can make a relationship closer. You're going to want to address how you're feeling and the things that didn't work for you about the situation. That's really important to address at some point, either before or after this piece of the puzzle, the apology, but it is not part of the apology process. And the introduction of it will actually undermine the apology's effectiveness. So frequently what ends up happening is that people try and conflate it all at the same time and they actually do it to try and feel better about themselves it's like it's like oh I want to apologize but I also want to let you know that what you did wasn't okay as well so that I don't feel like I'm the only bad guy here and I'm the only one who have it has any responsibility the problem with that is it undermines the apology because your apology is purely about what you did and making amends with them. Now, there may be an apology that want, that you want to come back from the other direction. There may be an apology that needs to come back from the other direction. There may be, that may be 
true in both ways, but if you try and do them both at the same time, neither are gonna be very effective. So what you wanna do is focus during the apology on purely what you did, your responsibility, how you can address it, how you can make amends, how you can avoid it happening again, how you can go above and beyond. So those are all the things that you have responsibility for within the apology. And then the conversation that you wanna have about the, the ways in which things didn't work for you either happens before or it happens afterwards, but it is separate. As soon as you bring the two together, it ends up getting messy, it ends up getting confused, and not none of it really gets, uh, none of it's effective. Not at all. Um, we know that we've given you a lot of content information in this episode. Really? A little bit? A little bit? A lot? Just a little bit? A tiny bit. So for our Patreon subscribers, um, you get to see my hand movements <laughs> and you get a free uh, PDF download to kind of act as an apology blueprint. Yeah. So if you are not with us on Patreon, subscribe, get these uh, little bonus extras. We have them with a lot of our videos mm -hmm. um, just to kind of help the process along. And I am so excited for our next episode where we're actually going to help you guys learn what to do when you're waiting for an apology that will never come. I want everybody to take just a quick moment and think about that thinking about the apology that you're still waiting for that you know will never come. And and we and we've we all, all had have it. it. We've all had it, we've all have it, and we will all have it at some point in the future. We, we, There's always someone we can go to, even if it's not present right now, even if it was from a few years ago, like, oh yeah, I really wish I'd had an apology for that, and it, th that's never gonna happen. We wanna show you how to deal with that so that you're not still feeling the impact of somebody else's behaviors without knowing how to address those needs for yourself. So I'm really excited about that one. That was another uh, a question and I asked that actually came from our community. Mm -hmm. um, so this this is a reminder that if you have questions, if you have things that you're struggling with or challenges, get in touch. You can get in touch with us via Facebook, via Instagram, via Twitter, via theuniversalneeds.com. You can get to us via the Nourish Your Needs Facebook group. Like however you want to get in touch with us, reach out and let us know because we would love to, we love it when we can do podcasts, which we know are particularly helpful for our listeners because you're the ones who've asked us to record them. So let us know <laughs> and we will dive into that next time. Anything you want to offer before we finish up for the day? I think we've stuffed their brains enough today. <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and if you know somebody who's struggling with this or you know somebody who um, doesn't, they maybe doesn't know how to apologize in quite the most effective way and you think this could be helpful, please share it with them. Like, like, please share this out with as many people as possible because we really want people to be able to do this to have these like meaningful, more connected, um, more healed relationships. And this is one of the great ways to, to begin doing that. So um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, stay safe and we will see you again very soon. Remember, in the meantime, to take care of your needs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, guys. That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review as it will help more people find us. And remember, to make a true and effective apology, you need to remember that there are seven steps, not just one. Well, shit. It really is that simple.